Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. Greg Gale, how's it going, my friend? Dude, I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. So this one is this is a special treat for me and uh, and for the Next Level uh, podcast listeners. So Greg Gale is a uh, lender here in the Phoenix area. Services more than just Phoenix, uh, but you and I met in Phoenix. Gosh, it's been seven years ago or so now. Right. And yeah. You have been the primary lender for the Group Forty Six Ten Network. Uh, for most of that time, since I basically almost since I met you, not it wasn't long afterwards, but most importantly, man, you've become a, a personal friend of mine and my family's, uh, as well as somebody who I look to in business. Uh, there's not in this industry what I've found as realtors, we're you know we're, we're constantly getting pitched from lenders and titles and and mm-hmm. uh, and home inspections, et cetera, right? And it really genuinely wasn't until you and another gentleman uh, who's my, who introduced me to my title relationship with Fidelity almost at the exact same time. It mm. wasn't until I met you and Dustin that I realized your partner could actually be a business partner. And so yeah, for me, well, that's how, how I kind of always uh, try to explain to folks when they're, you know, agents are asking me for help about their lender. I'm like, mm. or are they your partner like you are? So Greg, uh, without further ado, uh, tell it, tell do me a favor. Tell the next level podcast listeners a little bit about yourself, like who you are, uh, and how how you kind of got to be here, and then we'll we'll kind of dive into questions from there. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's very nice. I'm honored to be here. I mean, the the stuff you've done with the next level agents, and I don't know, in the in the industry in general. And like you said, it's like for me being in, in relationship and partnership with you guys is different because it's collaborative. It's, it's, you know, calling you up and saying, man, this is what's going on in this market. What are you guys doing? Or just learning. And you guys are openly share your fails and what's going on. And I could say, did I learn from that? Or that's what I did. And the staffing issues. And it's just, there's always so many problems. It's good to be able to mastermind with someone who just bounce ideas off of and is, can relate to the struggles because there's just so many. Yeah, man, no doubt, right? And then real life gets tossed in there too. Like I met you just before my oldest daughter was born. Mm. Um, you and I worked out together for a while at CrossFit 480 before that closed down. Yeah. And, uh, so like our lives, <laughs> just, our kid, your kids go, my kids went to the same preschool that your kids went to. I mean, right. mostly different times, but uh, so a lot of like interweaves right there with our lives and our, and our right. life, which isn't that really kind of how it is in a lot of ways, like personal so cool. business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I start. so I'm, you know, I'm with Nova Home Loans, a private bank here. We're based out of Tucson. I've been with them since 2008. So now it's going on a decade. Uh, before that, I was actually a mortgage broker. Funny, I get in the business. I was a graduate of exercise science and physiology pre-med at ASU. And then went to the village, a nice luxury foo-foo, uh, you know, workout facility, not, spa, you know, place. And it was a trainer, but my very first client was a mortgage broker. And so when I was training her, my now wife, but girlfriend at the time, Katie was like, man, I want to get into real estate. And she was like, you don't want to be into real estate, get into loans and convinced her to get into loans. And this was 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she got into, you know, and Katie started, you know, secretary, assistant processor, processor, funder, closer, assistant to the owner. 
And then fast forward five years, I was getting out of training, looking into getting some sort of sales. And Katie's like, hey, you should work for this top producer. He's you know, doing 20 loans by himself, killing it, great guy, 11, 12 hour days. I mean, just burning, just burning it. And uh, so I interviewed with him, his name was JB, and uh, went well, and I, obviously, and he brought me over and we started, that was 2005. So obviously, uh, uh, you know, like the peak almost, I should say, and then obviously six was really good. Seven, we started, you know, you started to see a little bit. He started going, dude, we need to start be, being a private mortgage banker because this is going away. And that's when the implode meter was coming with the brokerages. And so we interviewed with some private banks. And then obviously, you know the story. He passed away in an ATV accident. So that's 10 years ago. And so I left, went to Nova, just brought my processor, started all from scratch. And that's when I stumbled upon the core. So I started getting coached by the core training and probably for about two years, just getting coached hard with them and just started, you know, actually literally in the, in the down market had my best years ever because of the coaching and just sticking to the bait. Like I just kept listening to what they told me to do. So make your calls, see this many people and all the efforts just kept stacking up and stacking up leverage people. And obviously you'd have the, Oh, that was a bad hire. Oh, that was a bad hire. Right. <laughs> but I learned a lot during those times and learned to listen to my coach more. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, finally, I've, you know, I've built a team. It's well established. I've been coaching now for the course. So tables turned. They asked me to be a coach back in 2010 and started coaching for them. And so, you know, I, I travel, I do all the video coaching. Um, that's the part that's really fun. Like I didn't like doing the loans cause that's just, it's fun to structure deals and do the tough deals. And the ones where they're like, man, we took it to 11 banks and no one can do it. We figure out how to do it. It's when you're doing so many loans and you get so many looks, you just get really good at it to figure out, well, that's just like the Smith loan we did two months ago where we had to do that on it. And it's fun. But what's more fun is when I'm talking to an agent and man, like just three weeks ago, I, I, I had, told an agent to do something. He calls me back in two weeks. He goes, Hey, I did that. And, it, and, and we, we added it up in less than eight hours of time over a three week period. He made $30,000 just from what I told him to do. Like, I'm like, that's what gets me going when they do something. And they're like, yeah, it worked. And I was like, wow, that's a good result. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. Well, that's what I love about you, man, is you're always giving back to others and, and you always want others to succeed. And like, I like, you know, that wasn't a line. It was something that I, I genuinely met. Like by the time you and I started working together in 2013, um, we were transitioning our business, right? We were coming off the big short sale market and back to this like traditional market. That was the hard part for Fred and I, right? Mm -hmm. And we had to go learn. I call it like, that's the year we learned how to be realtors. It was 2013. <laughs> and dude, you were there and you were truly a business partner. You helped me out on scripting you'd give me CDs and things to listen to, uh, make book recommendations, you'd make introductions to people. And I'll just, I never forget like feeling like, man, this guy's got my back. I wonder, I, I wonder why all realtors don't have partners like this. Like, um, why is it that it's, you know, who could buy the free lunch this month or whatever the thing is, or, or you know, whatever the hottest loan program is, or I just went to this <laughs> bank and whatever. I, you know, I, to me, I just, 
I've always gotten so much value out of our relationship. And that's why I wanted you to come on today too, is obviously that most of our listeners on this podcast are realtors, but there's certainly a lot of folks in lending and title and a few other people that service the industry. And, and my whole thought is like, did you, the way you run your business now, I feel like you could turn off your loan business today and basically got to go out and get a real estate license, but you'd be a top producing realtor in no time is my, is my, my suspicion. Well, thanks, man. I, I think that some of the stuff is it just goes hand in hand with both industries, right? So some of it's the mindset, the scheduling, the, um, you know, and, and yeah, I think that the scripting and knowing, like, for example, when I was telling the agent three weeks, I said, you haven't called your database, like you're, you ha you're really fast at calling those internet leads. And you're telling me about the farm you're doing to strangers but you're not farming your own database. And then I did that little letter of the week that we've talked about where you just called the, everyone with the last name A and the next week B and the next week C. I said, hey, why don't you just call the A, Bs and Cs over the next three days and just tell me what happens. And he called the A's and in less than two hours, he got a buy and a sell. He called the B's, got nothing, called the C's, he got a sell. And his, I said, well, what's the average price on all those? He's like, about 300. And I was like, cool, so it's nine grand each year. It's like 30 grand. He's like, yeah. And I said, cool. You got like 23 more letters to go. <laughs> yeah, keep going, right? Like, isn't and, that and amazing? It, yeah, but I think, um, you know, a lot of our stuff just translates into other businesses. Like, you probably you probably go to restaurants and you kind of like, I don't know, I kind of nitpick at service item. Like, man, if they would have just done that. Or, like, here's an example. Like, what's, what's one of your favorite restaurants? Uh, Mastro's. Cool. So, have you ever gotten a call the next day from Mastro's that said, thanks for coming in? Hey, how was it with Trisha? Oh my God, how'd you like that steak? Oh great. Hey, can you come? Hey, before, Mr. Kaufman, I want to schedule your next time to come in. But before I do that, is there anybody else you think would enjoy the experience here at Mastro's? Like if they called their hundreds of people and just said that, would they get another person reservation and make hundreds of dollars off that person? Guaranteed. So why don't we do that after we close on a house? How was the move? How many boxes you got left? Cool. Do you need a handyman? Do you need my pool guy? Do you need my landscaper? Oh, no. Oh, I'll introduce you to Javier. Hey, before I let you go, do you know anybody else that's looking to buy or sell right now? If you'd come across anyone, do you, will you think of me? Like, we, we want to stay top of mind, but we don't do it. We're just on to the next, which is a normal mentality. It's just, do you have that wherewithal to say, all right, it's the first of the month. I'm going to call everyone that closed in January. I'm gonna call everyone from February and just call the last month, put in the calendar and then commit to do it. But no, like you said, the shiny object, uh, the new thing, and let's go have lunch with that person that can't refer me a deal. <laughs> let's just scroll through Facebook because I know I can do something in there. No, it's like, if you can go, go through and target and find people, great. But if it's, that can be after your activity of mining your own database. Yeah, so, so tell me, okay, so give me an idea real quick, Greg. So. Uh, so you, you run a branch, you run a team, you're coaching. Tell me about your team. Tell me about your branch. I mean, what's the, what's the production level like out, out, of, out of those two? And how much time are you spending doing that? And what's your coaching life look like as well? Yeah, so it, what's, what's nice is the core, you know, we're heavily, our model is that you can't be coached by anyone that's not bigger, doing more units, uh, more money in the bank. Because our, our philosophy is make more, save more, give more. And so you have to be coached by someone who's bigger because then they've 
kind of treads that path already and can give you the tips versus someone says, well, I used to close 300 deals and this is what you should do. It's like that, our model is like, hey, I'm doing 30 loans. You're doing 20. Listen to me. Yeah. Oh, you need to hire that person. Great. That I, when I did that, this is what you should do. So very experiential, uh, but it's very structured. So for me, it's two hours a week of coaching, one extra hour of coaching with the owner, Rick Ruby, and then one hour dedicated to extra calls that the students can have with us. And then there's just our travel two times a year. So it's pretty minimal of five, six hours a week is dedicated to just the core. And then the rest is my normal production. Um, so for me, like my team is set up where I have two people dedicated to me. And then there's other people that we have in the branch, like an executive assistant. You've met my marketing gal, Lori. She's for the whole branch. So I don't say she's on my team because I share her. Same with my processors and things like that. So there's two direct and then four ancillary people that help support the business. But in-house, and you've been to the office, I've got the underwriter in-house, my processor, like everything's in-house. So it's more control. And that's why I went from brokering to banking because it's literally like, hey, I need, you know, can you do this income for me? I need a couple hundred bucks to make this work. Will this work? How do I make that work? Very solution-based is like a requirement and a culture I have here. Um, and then there's, there's 21 people total in the building. So I've got two other big loan teams that are here. Also, they're coached by the core, so that helps as well. So we all kind of run the same, like today's Tuesday. It's Tuesday update day. So it's, did you make your updates? How many appointments did you set? How many referrals did you get? How many current client referrals did you get? So it's like, it's, we gamify everything to keep the excitement and energy levels going. I so love that. Fun. Yeah. I, I love that your branch is actually full of people who basically talk, they speak the same language as you for a business. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. I think that's a good culture to have in your office, right? Like everyone's still kind of on the same page. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, all right. So, Tell me about that though. So like you've got a, you, you were just like, Hey, it's Tuesday, it's update day. So there's a system there. Tell me, tell me a little, little bit about that system because um, like, man, you run a massive business. I think some people hear that like, okay, can you really be that systematized if you're doing, you know, a lot of loans or a lot of deals every month? And I, I happen to know that you are doing a lot of loans, uh, not just on your team, but through your branch. So give me an idea if you could of like, what does that system sort of look like? Yeah, so it's it's kind of, again, I look at it like it's fun, right? So it's kind of like your follow-up needs to be creative too. You don't just follow up with emails. You you might email, you might call, you might text, you might shoot a video, you might stop by, you might write a handwritten note. So your days are also creative in a way that like Monday, my prospecting calls is I actually reach out to my realtors. So I call my realtors, I check in with them. How was your weekend? What do you need? You know, here's some here's something that's going on. So just a check-in call, right? So, so Monday's call my realtors. Uh, Tuesday is update day. So you call the buyer to give them an update that keeps the realtor's phone from ringing because the buyer's going to call you. Hey, Kevin, what's going on with my loan? And you're like, why don't you call the lender? You're, but no, you're, Hey, I'll find out for you. And then you hang up, you call me, Hey dude, what's going on with this loan? And then you, then you feel obligated to call them. So it just messes you up. I want you to have as much prospecting time as possible. So I give the update to the buyer. I give the update to you or for you, your rock star TCs. I call Jill. Hey, Jill, here's what's going on with these five files we got going. Done. And then it's, I call the listing agents. Now for me, I want to call the listing agent because I don't work with them. So I want to earn their business, earn an opportunity to help them earn an opportunity to earn their business. Maybe in the distant future when, you know, maybe they have a fallout deal or something. So I want to keep them updated. So they're happy because they typically don't hear from the lender. 
Yeah. And they don't hear when there's a problem. They don't hear from the, or they hear from like, they're like, why aren't docs out? Why isn't the CD out? Why, why is the title company blowing me up? And then they call the lender and they can't get a hold of them. So obviously if we're pushing out the communication, we're trying to stand out, right? Yep. That, well, that's one of the key things that you've done too. Like one of the other things I love that you guys have done is I mean, you've helped us, especially in a competitive buyer's market, when we're competing, you guys have actually helped us get deals on for our buyers because mm -hmm. you know we'll make sure that the the LO on your team, whether it's you or or one of the others, are copied on the on the offer submission. You guys are always picked to pick up quick to pick up the phone, reach out to the listing agent, make a phone call, send an email, say, hey, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are this, this, and this qualified, et cetera. So that way the listing agent's got a really strong comfort level with not just the buyer's ability to close, but your ability as the lender, who's a third party who's going to have a big interest in this transaction and the impact on it to get the job done. Well, absolutely. And we, you know, especially in our market, it's super competitive right now with limited inventory and it's happened in a lot of places. Um, and people are, are burned by the lender. Right. And so obviously if we're making that outbound call, but I think that every agent that's hearing this and watching this would, should ask their lender to call when they're submitting an offer with that lender on the prequel and say, Hey, will you do me a favor and call them? Now the agent should also, you know, call the listing agent and say, Hey, my offer's coming. They should also maybe write a little letter, have the, the buyer write a little letter. Oh, maybe, and I know Steph on your team has done this, taking a picture of the buyer at the house to give that emotional connection to close the deal, right? I had someone, I don't think, it might have been Steph's deal, um, but we took a picture of the borrower on the steps of the, um, inside the house. It was like a spiral staircase. Oh, and yes. The female seller right the mom wife said said she started tearing up it was five thousand dollars under the other offer and she said i want them to have it because that's where they took their christmas picture year after year after year they're in the house like that's the little stuff but that's part of selling right the emotional selling so the picture the letter from the veteran hey i'm a veteran i want to buy this house da, da, da. and they're like dude how do you refuse that right and yeah. then the lender calling if you go in with the full artillery right, to that listing agent, you're more apt to get it. And like, why not? Like, why would I just say, I'll just submit the offer, email it in. We don't mail anything in. You just, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta go all in to get the buyer the house. And that means your lender's gotta call. Yep, I mean, best foot forward means the realtor, the, the borrower or the buyer and the lender have got to all be on the same page and working towards it, especially in a competitive market, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I going back to those theme days on, you know, on Tuesday, if I was an agent, right. And I'm calling my listings to give them updates like, Oh, Hey, we had no showings. You know, by the way, remember when we talked at our initial consultation and we signed the listing agreement, we had said, if we don't go have any showings for two weeks, we're going to have to have a talk about dropping the price. So I want to make sure I'm going to come by tomorrow at like six o'clock. Um, hey, is Katie going to be there? I know she really likes that Kim Crawford. I was going to bring the Sauvignon Blanc so we could have some cocktails while we talk about what we're going to produce the price to. Okay, cool. I'll be there at six o'clock. If you just call out of the blue three weeks into an escrow and go, hey, uh, we need to meet. I need, we need to reduce the price. We had no showings. It, it doesn't go over so well. But if you're calling every Tuesday with an update, hey, no showings. Hey, you know, next week we might have to talk about something or 
or hey, we got two more open houses coming, I'm gonna get you that feedback. But they need the communication, because what happens in, in such a big transaction too is we take it for granted sometimes, but they're just spinning. They don't know what's going on. And when it's no news, is bad news yep. when you're the consumer, right? Yeah, man, I don't, I don't care if you're the buyer or the seller, like moving sucks. And <laughs> you know, I feel like as agents, it's, we probably should go through that ourselves every couple of years, you know, every three, five, six years, like we should have to get a new loan. If nothing else, refinance, That's right? Bad. Like, because you, re you start to put your, I was talking to one of our top agents today uh, and we've been stressing this because we've got a lot of younger folks on our real estate team that haven't ever purchased a home. Mm. And, you know, we've been stressing to them recently, like guys go through the process of getting qualified, whether you buy one or not, I don't care. You need to understand what your clients are going through. Oh, that's a good tip. And you know, if you've never sold the house either, same thing. Like it's not, it's not, we, we tend to get clinical as realtors who do this day in and day out. And we mm -hmm. kind of, we can forget about the emotional side uh, mm -hmm. because we're doing so much. And so, yeah, it's a good thing. Like get qualified, sell your house. If you need to, you know, if you have one to sell, like actually put it up, list it as an agent, see what happens. Don't just, don't just sell it to a friend or whatever, like, or rent it out. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your house, but if you can go through that experience of actually right. listing a home on the MLS and, and having those emotions and that experience as the seller or the buyer, I think it goes a long way in our proficiency as, as a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Experience it. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. Hey guys, I want to take a minute here to make sure you know all about the event Next Level Agents Live, April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a two-day event brought to you by myself, Fred Weaver, and our business partner, Cody Gibson, in the Next Level Agents Facebook group. Now, this is going to be the best real estate event of the year, hands down, guaranteed, or your money back. We will be bringing experts from all sorts of different niches in real estate, leadership speakers, etc. You wouldn't even believe the cost. To go get all of the details and to register now, you can do that at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com to register. We'll see you April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada for NLA Live 2019. See you there. Register now. Like some of the stuff I really appreciate about you is, is you seem like you're always out in the market looking to give back. So obviously I know you're coaching and you go to those events a couple times a year and, and you do those, but you're also always like you and I taught plenty of classes together around town here in the Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. um, you're constantly uh, mixing it up with agents and kind of out there. Like, tell me about that. It, like, how did you get in the habit of that? Is that an idea you got from the core or is it something you developed? And like, do you have some, some sort of process around that? What's that, what's that like for you? It's a good question. So, um, so as I got in with the core, this was like bef right before I thought the smart idea was to get a marketing rep to help me. And I was solicited by a title guy. So the title guy said, Hey man, you should hire me to help you get in front of realtors. And I was like, that's a great, that's a great idea. Come on. So without building the back end system, without having the assistance, without having it dialed in, it was like, let's just bring a ton of people in. And so mistake number one, uh, and it kind of worked. It worked. I mean, obviously I, I had the, Oh my gosh, the business is coming higher, but then it was the, I'm hiring from, from, Oh my gosh, you have a pulse and can answer the phone. Come on and hire and work for me. And that didn't work either. So, uh, it helped me learn a lot, but yes, my first hire was a, was a title marketing rep 
And they said, look, we got to put in classes and you should teach them, not sponsor them. So I got CE certified. I started teaching CE classes and then I quickly learned, well, I want to say quickly, but it probably took me a year. I quickly learned that not a lot of agents show up to the CE classes because they were already starting to go online and especially producers like, you know, yourself or Fred, it's like, man, I'm going to do this at night or on a weekend when it's like off hours. Cause in the middle of the day, it's business time. I'm not going to a 12 o'clock, three hour yeah. plus drive time, no matter how good your food is, I'm not doing it. So yeah. I was getting the zero to one to a deal, but I still got good relationships from there. So I quickly went to, I need to be more impactful. I need 40 minute lunch and learn. That is like, you will make more money coming to my class. Like if I taught just like the gentleman I taught, I had a, like a 40 minute conversation with that started finally doing the letter of the week and got him dialed in with the time blocking and what to say and how to do it, followed up with him, And then he's making, he made 30 grand, right? He's still got 23 letters to go. It's that, how do I teach him time management, but in a 30, 40 minute sprint versus sit with me for three hours. So I moved to that model and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a win-win, right? I just want to be there. I take time away from my business, what I do to feed my family to come and help you feed your family. And I know it's all going to come back around. Yeah. I love it. That's like, you're, you're definitely one of the guys I can tell that always believes in just kind of give, give, give it. And it comes back. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you said something earlier, like you mentioned hiring the rep, uh, you know, kind of the business development person. That's the, it was funny. It was really funny for me to hear that though, because that's the same mistake. 90% of all team leaders or people, realtors who, who end up growing a team make, except they hire a buyer's agent, right? We call it a buyer's mm -hmm. agent. You happen to hire a business development type person, uh, yep. but it's basically sales instead of the administrative and process driven side of the business, which really wants that the key is knowing that that's the piece that frees you up to start to really bring in a lot of business because when you just bring in more sales, all you've done is cause yourself more paperwork and you're probably naturally not really great at paperwork, right? It's a bad combination, but you're right. I, we teach the back end first. So a transaction coordinator or for us that, you know, that processor or that pre-qualified person become the loan partner that's going to, you know, take the app or when the app comes in through a portal or something, they update it, get the docs, read, like I don't need to read tax returns. Right. And then when it comes to structuring the deal, yeah, I can structure it and then sell it, pitch it, whatever, or someone else. Can, I can train someone to do that eventually. But in the beginning it was, Hey, you do as much of the admin stuff as possible and then just line them up. And within 15 or 20 minutes, I'll present the loan options. Let's go. Here's your prequel letter, set them up and go. And then one of the, the next theme day was Wednesdays where you stay in touch with your pre-qualified people because you've done all that work to procure the agent, to then get the lead, to follow up, to get them to prequal. I mean, they finally got all their docs and it made it a deal. And then you set them out shopping and then you never call them again and just wait for the contract to come in. It blows me away. It's that one that's, it, other than the deals that are in process that are one step to the money of closing, it's the deals that are one step to getting the contract to get to the money. And, and again, we stay away. We're like, oh, new, let's work on the new. You gotta like, so if you dedicate just an hour on a Wednesday to say it's TBD day, call them all, send them all a video. Here's a market update. Hey, don't forget to tell your agent, remind your agent to, t to give me the listing agent's phone number so I can call them and tee you up. Just little tips. Yeah. I love that. All right. So you talked to me about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what's Thursday and Friday's theme day. So Thursday's past client day. 
Love probably that. the most the the most underrated right like do you have favorite past clients like you know like you're calling you know mr wine right like hey what's yeah. up man how you been like some of them are buddies that you naturally do it right so when i say how, how are you getting deals off your database people are like yeah like, but what are the deals that you're not getting right you're not calling everybody and they definitely don't all call you they don't all think of you either so we need to make sure we're doing the phone calls uh and then friday is the business people so the cpas the financial planners you know like i have i asked an agent yesterday and then i asked this agent three weeks ago and i said how many deals have you gotten from your cpa i said zero i was like so you pay him thousand two thousand dollars and he doesn't give you anything and this guy's in front of a lot of people so either his wife's a realtor or you're not asking because it's not on like, would you blame the CPA or would you take ownership yourself that he's not sending you deals? Yeah. You got to take ownership yourself in that situation. I didn't ask. Look, they're not marketing people. They're like, they're doing like their job. Your types, right? They're just, they just do this. Someone could literally be in front of them and go, yeah, I really need to refinance. And the CPA is going, yeah. Do you have your 1099 with you? Like they don't, they're not thinking, Oh, you should call Greg. But if I call them once a month, take them out to lunch, hang out with them, give him a tip to call his database. Like, has your CPA ever called you, man, and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book uh, you guys some time to, to have your thing, and I'm going to send you the portal to upload your stuff. Do you need me to courier your stuff? Oh, let me get with David to get all your bookkeeping and stuff. And, um, oh, hey, Kevin, before your next appointment with me, could you refer me one person that needs my services? I mean, if he did that to his 300 book of business that he's going to review taxes for, right, then he would make more money. But you just made him more money by sharing a tip to him. He's going to be super thankful and want to give back to you. But if you call him every month, hey, man, I'm just checking in. How's it going? Like I called my CPA before the October 15 deadline, and he goes, oh, dude, I'm dying over here. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, I got 80 returns to file, and I don't think I'm going to finish. And I go, I go well, who, whose fault is that? He goes, well, it's theirs because I followed up three times and said, here's your deadline to get me their stuff. They didn't get their stuff, and now they're going to have to pay the penalty. He goes, I, I did my best. He goes, but 80 in like two days or something? It was like some ridiculous number, but he had 80. And I was like, wow. But these guys go down hard for that last couple weeks. Then they take a week to decompress, and then I follow up with them like two weeks after the filing date. So just check in with them. Hey, man, let me buy you a drink, a coffee, a cigar, or something. Hang out with them they have a ton of business in their database, but you have enough deals that you could refer to two or three CPAs, two or three financial planners. So it's the business people, are the, are the agents, are the loan officers reaching out to these, you know, we see social influencers out there. These are like real life influencers, right? Yeah. They, like these guys influence hundreds of people on their tax returns or on their financial wealth. They're business influencers, not social influencers. Business right? influencers. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I love that, man. So uh, there's so much knowledge there that you just dropped in that, that if I don't care what level of agent you are, whether you run a, a large team like we do, or if you're a brand new agent today, somebody could take what you just said, take out a nugget and either grow their business or start their business. And that's what I love about what you do is it's so practical. And it's so fit. You and I were talking about this offline before, right? We were talking about like the basics. Mm -hmm. This this business at the end of the day, there's there's all these shiny objects out there. There's all these reasons there's all these things to distract you from doing the basics. Yeah. So many of us, both on your side of the business and mine, we just choose distraction. And mm -hmm. instead of doing the basics, which can be kind of boring, but they produce some massive results, right? 
Yes. And you know, if you don't have that accountability right out the gate, like I have that accountability with the core. If I didn't have that, I have to look at self accountability and it's actually a little, it's reflection. So I look at it like at the end of the day, you just look back and I don't beat myself up. I just look at where was I distracted and how can I avoid that next time? Was it someone, you know, coming in on the door uh, and I didn't say like right now, no one's disturbing me. Right. Like I said, hey, I'm on this video call. It's going to be about an hour. No one's coming in right now. The only person that would come in is if Katie called and said, hey, we got a problem and you have to interrupt him. Even then they're going to say, do I really need to interrupt him? Like there's, but I've put up the blockers, right? Yep. Well, why is that not the same when you're on your time block for call your database, call your past clients, call the VIP list, call the CPAs? It, it's, we get distracted. So it's trying to figure out, you know, how do you put those buttons? Bunk, like get in your bunker, right? How do I time block, meaning you blocked your time, but also like, what do you need to block out to stay in your zone? Yeah, I mean, man, it's so simple. And yet, uh, truthfully, it's it's also profound at the, at the same time. Yeah, it's um, hard, man. It's a challenge. It, that is the challenge, right? And I think what makes it more challenging, it's not that the work is hard, because it's not hard to actually call somebody and have a conversation or take them to lunch or whatever, but it's just, staying distraction free so you can do exactly that because there's so many uh people and things and sites etc that are all aimed at taking our our attention away from what matters most yeah well and i think that sometimes you know we talked about it earlier offline was you know right now it feels good right so i'm prospecting but then like four contracts came in today but that's from effort months ago mm -hmm. but when i was like felt like quicksand in January because nothing was happening. I'm doing all the work and it's frustrating because as a human, I just like, it's, we aren't now. And I always have to understand it's 90 day plus activity, right? So the calls I made today is coming 90 days out, but right now I'm getting stuff in, but 30 days ago I wasn't. And so that was, those were, I would say frustrating, but challenging. I literally felt like I was in quicksand. And the harder, the more calls I made, the more appointments, the more I just felt like down because I wasn't getting the results. And yeah. so what, what I had to figure out was, like, here's an example. And this is a real example. This was, um, you know, the gentleman, Alan in uh, Tennessee. Yep. And he, he did his numbers. And on his VIP list alone in one year, he net netted, it was like $600,000. That wasn't GCI, that was like after expenses when he just carved out the portion of closed deals from his VIP list. So if you figured, you know, call it, what's that 50, well, realtors call them on Mondays, right? So if you took, yeah. so if you took 50 Mondays, plus he did like the birthday, the happy hour, the hangout lunch, right? But that means every Monday, if you, if you just did the math, that's like, you know, a $20,000 day, right? So if you thought about it, like no matter what happened on that day, I just knew it was a $20,000 day. Dude, that's huge. Right? Like, they, like, so if you really know your numbers and said, all right, well, I know that if I made this many calls and I set this many appointments with this show rate that I did this many closings, then you know that that one hour is worth $500. And so, no, so if I trick myself, right, and I just make it a game, I just know that hour is worth 500 bucks, even though I'm not going to get 500 in the door right then you know what i mean yeah. so part of it like that i had to think was trusting the process 
there's a book it's called um chop chop wood carry water it's a storybook so it's super easy it's on audible and it was assigned from the core and one of the analogies in there about falling in love with the process was the subtitle was that it was bamboo and if you plant bamboo do you know how how long it takes for like if you water bamboo how long it takes to like sprout it's uh i don't know exactly but i know it's a while right yeah it's like five years but then in five years, it shoots up 90 feet in like six weeks. And you know bamboo, it just doesn't come down because as you're planting, those roots are just going down and out and down and out. And so by the time it comes up, it just goes whoop. So yeah. you think about that in your prospecting, right? Like you start, you're chasing uh, an agent, you're chasing an account, uh, an agent, a builder, a CPA, right? And you're, you're just, you're watering it, right? You're calling and you're emailing, you're handwritten note, and you go to lunch and you send them a gift and then finally you get them and then you know, you get 20 closings the next year at like 10 grand a pop. You're like, wow, it just sprouted up 90 feet. Yep. But you had to, for that long time, you had to literally trust that you were watering it and that the roots were growing and at some point it was gonna sprout, but you never knew when. So this, this is why like two things I think need to happen. Number one is we've got to, we've got to trust that, right? Like it, this is a long burn. Like this is not, Hey, I'll, I'm going to get a bunch of leads and I'm gonna close a bunch of deals in the, in the next 30 days. Like that is not this business. And if that's what you think it is, I'm sorry. Um, but that's not the case. It's not been my experience anyways. I don't think it's been your experience, but the other, the, the other people, the other part where I see people like call, fall prey to this, Greg is, Okay, so they buy into, okay, this is going to take a long time, right? I just got to keep showing up every day and doing it and doing it. But then I'll see people that, like, they'll just keep doing the wrong thing every day because, like, they're creative and they want to do it their way. And so they call these people, but they don't really use the script and they don't really mm -hmm. learn how to adjust their talk-offs. And so that's why I think it's so important. Whether you hire a coach and you go through a company like The Core or just work with, like, a partner like you – or someone else in your office, but that you, you use a proven method and path. Like obviously you were able to trust in what the core was teaching you because you saw other more successful people who had basically done exactly what they were asking you to do. And so you were willing to plant those seeds and, and wait five years for that 90 foot bamboo tree to pop up. Right. That's a good point. Well, another reason why I love partnering with you guys is I go in there on a Monday and we're hanging out and you, you, like I, I could go in and talk to the agents and, and go, hey, Joe, what's the stats? And he knows number of calls to number of talk to, to the appointment set, to the appointment kept, to the contracts written, to the contracts or buyer broker and closed. And so he can tell me, yeah, dude, if they call 100 and say this, ask this way, follow up this way, then all these things will fall into place. And that's just like the normal you have someone that comes in here and really pounds the scripts and goes to scripts practice with you guys and then and really excels, I could take the same hundred and create an even bigger result. But even there, I know my number. You got to know your numbers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at someone on our team like Steph Piper, who's been, gosh, we've been into business together now for, it'd be six years in April. Mm. Um, and so Steph, like she needs a fraction of the leads that most agents need and she closes 50 deals a year, year in, year out. Some years it's 42. Last year it was 50. It just, you know, happened to be that five of them were well north of a million. So, mm -hmm. I mean, here she is closing almost $20 million in real estate with very few new leads 
Um, right. And it's because you get yeah, over time, you start to hone that. If you really become a student and master what you're doing, mm-hmm. you can actually start to make more with a lot less. I agree. She and really so, has worked in mastering her craft like that. Oh, she yeah. is, man. She, she's a ninja. You know that. Like you've worked with her plenty <laughs> of times, right? Um, and I always say stuff will, uh, she's that agent that will look at you and bat her eyes right as she's slitting your throat in a negotiation. <laughs> You and, don't even know it. Yes. Um, but like that's something she's developed over a long period of time and she, yes. she's put in the hours. She's put in that time. And, and, and that's what you've done too as well. That's why you've grown such a massive business and something I just appreciate about you from like a business perspective. Forget about the, the fact that I like love you as a person and like to hang out with you and, and all that stuff. But I like to watch your business as somebody who I like, I observe businesses. It's just a weird thing that I do. And I like to observe the way you go about your business and, and kind of learn from that. So that's well, you've it. often said it, you said success leaves clues. So if we study successful people, successful businesses, there's clues and it doesn't matter what the business is. Yeah, no, oh, no doubt about that. Right. Like I'm all about, I don't want to reinvent anything. Like I'm creative, but I don't like, you got a system that works. Like people laugh at me at the same, uh, I have the same, I have the same uh, luggage that Fred has. And it's because he went and did a ton of research before, my wife and I and him and his wife went to Europe in 2010. He went and did a ton of research and he bought these bags, these Osprey bags from REI. And I was like, did you do all the research on that? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, tell me what you found. He told me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy those too. And like, he spent like five hours researching it. I spent like seven minutes and he still teaches me about it to this day. I'm like, <laughs> bro, it's a proven mo- model. Yeah. Like, I just saved myself four hours, 53 minutes. I'm gonna go get some more business. See you later. Right. Okay. Yes. I love it, man. So cool. So, all right, dude. So real quick before I wind out, I've got another question for you that I like to ask everybody, but before we do that, um, like how can people get in touch with you? What kind of other stuff are you into? Um, You know, anything at all that you want to share, but if someone wants, and most importantly, if someone wants to reach out to you, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like where's the best place for, for people to connect with you? Yeah, I mean, really, it's just call, just hit me on the cell phone. Just call me or text me, but I mean, you can put it in there. I mean, I'll give you my cell phone right now. It's 602-743-4679. You can text me and I'll reach out. You know, one of the things I've tried to avoid is the, wow, he does so much, he's too busy and have an unapproachable and look, it's a, just a perception that other people have and I don't like it. So, you know, I'm always wanting to return the phone call, return the text. Uh, the Instagram is my fit mortgage, obviously coming from the, the fitness background. I tried to, you know, get into that realm of, you know, so how fit is your mortgage? How fit is your budget? So my fit mortgage, you can follow me there. I try to put inspirational and stuff on there and coaching. If anyone wants to be on my video distributions, I video my students all the time and send them stuff so they can do that too. Just text me. Um, but yeah, and you know, the other stuff that we didn't even touch on is, you know, the, our whole study of like the health and wellness and how that taps into your success of business of, you know, optimum of sleep and the red light therapy and the cryotherapy and the nootropics. And I mean, I had a gal the other day and super sweet, she's fighting Lyme disease and she's so, I mean, she's so far ahead with, with the stuff, but she's, she introduced me the other day to a gentleman at a charity event. And she's like, this is my only non Lyme friend that does so much stuff more than people with Lyme disease. And I was like, huh? Because <laughs> it, it's it's the stuff that like the cryo and the red light and the vibration plate and just the different stuff to try to hack to just have more optimal performance. Yeah, in well, that work, not like yeah. a professional athlete. Yep, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we are like, you know, people, I, I read something like LeBron James spent like a million dollars on his body a year, uh, kind of like performance enhancing stuff like that, you know, cryo, whatever. Um, and, you know, and a lot of people will say when I tell them that, like, well, yeah, he makes his living with his body. And I'm like, yeah, so do we. Yeah. Like, don't, don't we do that too? Mm-hmm. Because if you, like you and I, at the time we were recording this, it's, I don't know what time it is right now, but we started at 3 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. So I know that there was a time in my life where at 3 p.m., dude, I was kind of like, man, I had lunch today, I'm tired, it's mm-hmm. Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday, and I'm like, I'm just ready for bed. But so if I feel like that every day at three o'clock, like how productive am I going to be? Right. So great. Right. I put in a good four hours of work today. Yeah. And that's, that's not good enough for the goals that I have and that, and for my family. Yeah. And how do you show up at home, man? You don't want to give your second best to the home. Yeah. Right. So, so that I knew this was going to come up. That's why I didn't ask specifically. So here's my, here's my question. <laughs> <Another for you. laughs> well, no, this is going to come up in this. I'm certain it is. Because uh, I think I know you well enough. So I asked a question I got from Dave Asprey, Bulletproof Coffee Guy. Uh, so he, on his podcast, he always asks people, what's your, what is your tip, your piece of advice for, or the top three pieces of advice for just kind of kicking more ass in life? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is, it could be about business, personal, whatever. But Greg, someone comes to you, they might be a coaching student. They might just be a fellow uh, lender. It could be a realtor. could just be a friend. And they say, Greg, like, you know what? I just, I really want to, I'm doing good, man, but I want to turn it up a notch. Mm. What are your top three pieces of advice for that person? I think one is that there's a process for everything. So no matter what the problem is in your life and whether it's marriage, fitness, health, business, that there is a process and whether you can self-reflect and figure it out or you need to reach out and get somebody who's really good at it. So if I was having trouble with my finances, I would seek out someone who's really good with their money, like great budgeting, great investing, whatever. And I would buy them a cup of coffee, sit down with them, learn from them, and then figure out what do I need to do to to put a process in place. If someone was having a struggle with their marriage, I'd seek out counseling. I would set a a date night that was in the calendar every week. It's a non-negotiable. There's a process to fix everything. And it's a matter of sometimes self-reflecting, but mostly it's reaching out and surrendering to someone and being directed by them who's an authority in that thing. So you might have someone who's a relationship person that's helping you. You might have someone that's in business helping you, a wealth person helping you, a fitness person helping you, a nutrition person helping you. There's no shortage of in the information, but it's you can, you can fix anything if you really just want to and yeah. that there's a process to do it. Um, I think the other thing, you know, if someone was like, hey, I just want to get a little more out of me, more out of my day, more out of my business, you know, it's it's time, right? And so it's looking at your, taking a self-reflection of your time and like, man, am I watching too much TV at night and staying up too late, burning those hours when I could be getting to bed at 10 and waking up at six, five, a little bit earlier, and having a little morning routine because in the morning is when you are have the most um, energy. Your brain is the most open, like a sponge to soak stuff in. So the that's your time to read a good book for 15 minutes, nothing crazy, but absorb knowledge where I can, you know, increase my own knowledge in whatever area I want to. Um, that you can get into some activity of just like a little bit of stretching or some meditation. Cause again, a lot of this is just mindfulness awareness. Like if you're just more aware, 
you'll fix it all. Yeah. It's when you were not thinking, like how many of us have said something that were like foot in the mouth, wish I could take it back. It's because you weren't aware at the time that you were about to say that thing. But man, if you had the wherewithal to be aware and you'd be like, ooh, I'm not going to say that right now. <laughs> there's times where you just like said it and you're like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. But if you had more energy, you're more aware, right? So some of that is that meditation piece. Um, and I think last is, is like this in, in like, you know, our relationship is hanging out with people that are like-minded, but also that help you not only to grow, but also keep you in check too, right? So it could be, I'm an hyper, like, oh man, I want to do this. And you're like, there's someone that says, no, not a good idea, not always supportive. And yeah, dude, whatever, go. And it's setting you up. So having that collaborative, um, people that you just surround yourself that are good people that you want to hang out with that will always elevate you and it's just a reciprocal relationship yeah totally agree love that yeah. man well that, those are three great pieces of advice for kicking ass uh so uh greg dude thank you for your time today i, I really thank appreciate you. it i appreciate uh, it this is a lot of fun and uh guys uh i can't stress it enough if you've got questions for greg please reach out to him he's a He's a wealth of information on business, obviously, not just in the lending world, but just in business in general. He's been one of the smartest guys that I've, I've ever spent time around and have the uh, pleasure of calling my friend. And I would highly encourage you to get to know him. And especially if you're in a state where he operates and can, can do uh, business, I, would, I, I can tell you firsthand, like he, he rocks it. So um, Greg Gale, thanks a lot for your time, dude. I really appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Thanks, man. Thanks, everybody. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. See you later. Hey, that's it for today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. If you found this valuable, do us a favor. Please review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. And for more great content, check out kevinandfred.com. That's kevinandfred.com. We'll see you soon.